This is your announcer, Chuck Landington. Welcoming you to the Metal Injection Livecast. Search from System of a Down says the band will never make new music because they can't see eye to eye. The livecast can relate. We will never see eye to eye on savory gelatinous foods. I guess we'll just have to hollow deal with it. I'm too much. The Metal Injection Livecast starts now. Welcome to the Metal Injection Livecast. It's Rob. Here with Noah. Hi. And Darren. Hi. And Sid. Hello. And you can be a part of the show as well by giving us a call. 213-WIDE-NET is the number. That's 213-943-3688. And, uh, of course, if you need yourself a little extra livecast, you can always check out the Metal Injection Livecast Patreon at patreon.com slash livecast. We have so much great content on there. Every month we have at least one bonus episode as well as access to all video episodes of the show. Since we've gone into quarantine, we've, we've started doing video episodes, and you can see all of them in addition to hearing them. And uh, there's a ton of other fun stuff. There's a visit to Tad's Steakhouse. Our featured bonus episode uh. this month is we did a draft, a music draft, where each of us picked a band. We went around the horn, and each picked a guitarist, a bassist, a drummer, a vocalist, and, uh, and a lyricist. And we all picked super groups, and it came out really fun. And you can enjoy that for $5 a month at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. Now that I've got the plugs out of the way, how's everyone's week been so far? How's everyone's Amazing. Memorial Day? I didn't really feel like, it didn't feel like Memorial Day to me. Like, you know, I mean, the whole intrinsic thing is like going outside and grilling and all that stuff. So I don't, I, I feel like it was just another day for me. I don't know about you. Same. Yeah, I didn't even realize it was Memorial Day weekend until Friday. And people were like, oh, are we working on Monday? And it was like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but I felt the same way. Like, there was no barbecues. There was no uh, get-togethers. It was too cold to go to the beach here in New York. So it didn't really, I don't know. Were people it asking like another, you? It felt like a second Sunday. Were people yeah. asking you if they're working on Monday? Like, like writers on metal injection? Or? Yeah. Like, are we posting on Monday? So you have the power to give these people a day off or make them work on a holiday? I thought it was just sort of like whenever there's something to write, people write, and there's no set hours. Yeah, there's no set hours. So did they you were asking if we were Monday? publishing. It's not like they have to be at the computer 24-7. They were just asking if we were publishing on Monday. And were you? Uh, we did like a few. We, it, we, it was like a weekend uh, okay. Said he's being modest. Actually, he he had to go around with his mask on to like four different people and like get the whip out. Get the fuck back to work, motherfucker. I sort of feel like he's like the Jeff Bezos of metal that he treats his employees similarly to how Amazon does. Wow. Oh, do you make them wear shitting diapers, Rob? <laughs> Just for fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they even do a job that you could do on the toilet because yeah. it's just writing on the computer. You could do it on your laptop, but no, you insist on shitting diapers. You may not shit while while writing for metal injection. So many jokes. I'll refrain from them all. Right. For some really, oh, okay. Now Noah's unmuted. Oh, thank you. <laughs> wow. Noah just cured cancer in that part. Like, it's gone. Now. I had the answer to COVID-19, and you guys Fucking missed it. Sorry. N Noah, how was, your, how was your Memorial Day? I wanted to tell you all about my primitive camping trip. 
Okay, As you can see ahead. in my background. <laughs> is that a live oh, you're photo still there? Your, I, <laughs> yeah, I'm stuck. <laughs> but it's not seriously though, is that like a picture of you? Did you just grab a campsite off of it? Did no, this is our Google? campsite. This is our oh, okay. actual campsite from Memorial Day weekend. Very nice. So you were roasting on an open fire. You had the most Memorial Day-ish weekend of the four of us. I think that's Christmas. They're roasting on an open fire. <laughs> yeah. Okay, holiday mixed up. Well, some did you do some grilling, some veggie? Had grilling? a nice big Yule log. Oh, <laughs> that's what it's the kids a, call it now. More of a yeah. Yudin log, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, a Yudin log. Uh. Yeah, we went camping. It was my first time doing primitive camping during a rain. What constitutes a hard a hard rain? During a rain? <laughs> a hard Iranian. I think it's pronounced <laughs> Iran. Yeah, I was gonna say. Hard Iranian, yes. Oh. You got a hard Iranian with you? Okay. What were you gonna what, ask, Darren? What does hard camping uh, consist of? Primitive camping. Oh, primitive camping. I got so, I got hard on the brain now. <laughs> yes, you do. Uh, so primitive camping, according to my boyfriend, is uh, you kind of like make a campsite of your own. It's not like a place you go park and camp. It's like the real way of like survivor camping. Where you have to, like, <laughs> yes. And you have to like hike to the campsite. So it's like off the beaten path. And usually there's nobody else there. Okay. So this is the campsite that we always go back to. There's like, you see this fire pit right there. Unfortunately, yep. for people who are just listening, you can't see it. But there, I'll, I'll wait. Let me describe it for you. There is a fire pit uh, that she just pointed to. <laughs> okay, <laughs> go ahead. Oh, okay. I see. I see it now. <laughs> that was the, that was for the that was for the audio. This is theater of the mind here. Yes, and um, we have this really cool spot that my like our friend Nick actually told us about, and it's right near a lake. And we're on the side of the lake that nobody knows to camp in. So all of, like the campers this are on the This isn't Lake side. Bodum, right? That's in Finland. No, it's not Lake Bodum. It's you lake, wish. I forget the name of it. Titicaca. It's it's Lake Titicaca, yes. And uh, we actually, we actually, you know, because we're hiking to this, we have to hike like an hour and a half with our gear and stuff. I'm carrying maybe like 40 or 50 pounds on my back. My boyfriend's probably carrying a little bit more. And... Um, so we can't transport water. So he has to go to the lake to get water, and he filters it, and that's what we drink. Oh, my God. How so it that's taste? pretty primitive. It tastes all right? Delicious. It like really? No, it tastes very Well, fresh. it's not really primitive if you have the technological advancement of a, a you know, of a, of a water pump. filter. Here's what you do oh, next pumping. time. Next time, you carry up a case of Dasani, and just bury it right next to the fire pit, and then you just have it for the next few trips. Right. It's Thank just like, yeah, it's but like, then, but uh, then you're still not drinking water. You're drinking Dasani. But it's uh. just like, it's just like they, when the cavemen in uh, ancient times would dig up Dasani bottles and drink them. They just, <laughs> it, it, they naturally occur in the soil. You yes. Know that? A caveman known as Robert Dasani. <laughs> I think it's pronounced Dazabini. No? Wait, wait. Whatever, whatever it is, I don't remember. So, hold on, I want to know more about this filtration. So, so it's okay. a pump because I've seen like these like water. Oh, he's got a pump. What? So can you explain that, or do you have it? Like, could you show it to us? Show us your pump, no. Avi, do you have the water pump, the filtration system? 
Is it available? Yeah, he's going to grab it. He also has like a survival straw that you can just like put in the lake and drink directly from like a water source. I wouldn't trust that at all. I feel like that healthy swims up into into the Wait, so hold on. So, and it filters within the straw, like magically or? There's like, I guess like minerals or something that filter. It's like the same way as a Brita filter, except portable. Okay, uh, but like it only has so many uses though, right? It's not like. Yeah, eventually you have to change the filter, just like you <laughs> I feel like that'd be asking for a mouthful of soil. I'm sorry. That's like... Don't I mean, deny technology, Dorinsky. I'm not. I'm sure it does something. Like, it's better than straight up drinking this, the water out of the sea or whatever. But it's just... Oh, it's right I, there. It can't be good. It can't taste great. Yeah. But at that point, you're, like, drinking so you don't, like, die. Yeah, okay, fine. If it's this for that. This is it. Yeah. And then you go and you, like, pump water... And then you filter it. Wait, so where do you, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Where do you put the water? Where do you put the water? There's a hose. There's a hose that goes into the lake. And the first time we went and we did this, I fell into the lake because (laughs) it was so embarrassing. (laughs) We had to like walk alongside the edge and it was all water and we had to go onto a rock because you can't take it from standing water because it has too much bacteria. You have to get it from moving water. So I slipped and I like my ass fell before I made it to the rock. It was very embarrassing. But anyway, <laughs> so there's there's a hose that goes into this contraption that has a filter, kind of like a vacuum cleaner filter. And then you just pump the water through and then you attach it to your um, drinking bag, which is where we keep the water. Oh, I see. So this whole thing is the filter. Yes. This whole contraption. And it's portable enough for primitive camping. What's the retail price on that? <laughs> I don't know. Free for me. <laughs> Very nice. <laughs> so any other any other uh, camping misadventures? Um, any other highlights from the, how long you, were What you did camping? you eat? A lot of marshmallows, a lot of roasted marshmallows. Um, he also has this freeze-dried food. So whenever we go on these trips, we actually eat really well. So I had beef stew and beef with mashed potatoes and gravy. Okay. So this was – hold on. This was free dry, freeze-dried beef stew? Yes. So there, it comes in these packets, and you boil the water on your fire. This fire right here, that was my responsibility. Whoa. Oh my God! He's filling the fire. He's phasing in from another dimension. He's phased in from the X dimension. (laughs) He's giving me the food. So this is. So, so did you eat the uh, the freeze dried thing before or after you killed and skinned the uh, live deer (laughs) that you you shot? Because that would be real primitive. That's true primitive camping. Yeah, Yeah. you're bringing you BYO uh, freeze dried is not very primitive. Freeze dried. After you ate the Swanson's TV dinner, uh, did you track down and kill a deer? Sure. There's just a shirtless man walking through the background. Is that Bigfoot? Did we just catch Sasquatch in that picture? Yeah, this is, this is actually not – this is a gift. This is not actually a gift. This is, you're going to see in another 10 minutes Bigfoot's going to walk through again. It's going to repeat. That's, that was something. Well, I told you we're still on the campsite and – you know, you know, if you told here. me that during one of these video episodes, a shirtless man would walk through the background <laughs> of one of our uh, videos, Noah would have been a top two choice. I don't know if she would have been my top choice. Who would be your top? Who's the top? Who's the top, Sid? 
So I say Bigfoot looks very distinctly Jewish. Yes. Manscaped. Manscaped, manscaped. Bigfoot. <laughs> Is he really Bigfoot anymore if he's not hairy? Come on. Well, it's the, it's the 2020s, Darren. Get with it. Bigfoot is Manscaped now. Bigfoot got with it. I can see that. <laughs> oh, boy. I heard he drinks out of a filter, too. <laughs> and has freeze-dried lasagna for dinner. <laughs> Look it. Imagine all, imagine all the Bigfoots are sitting around like, we're gonna, all right, we're going to go kill us a... A pig tonight, and the one is like, "No, nah, you know, I got the, I ordered these things on a Fresh Direct. They're really cool." So, is this, food. is that, that package? Is that enough for one person or for two people? What's the serving on that? Uh, serving size is about two and a half. Okay. But it's really for two people. Like you're just so hungry after walking so much. It's very strenuous. So we actually have, we had two of these meals. Mm -hmm. So I ate. Four servings. <laughs> and do, did you take Bruno with you, or was it just the two? No, Bruno's too old now. He can't do it. We did it last year, and it was so fun to have him sleep in the tent with us and to witness uh, some things that he probably could do without. But he can't do it anymore. He's on. Um, he has uh, heart issues, oh. and I recently had to start giving him hydrocodone, and he's just been like a – Zomb he's like so drugged up. I have to get him off of it. You're giving him opiates? <laughs> yep, as a cough suppressant. Come on, he's like 97 in human years. Like, who cares? Let him enjoy it. Let him enjoy it. Let him let Yeah, no. I don't sure. know if he's enjoying no, it. I might let him enjoy the drugs, but yeah, that, that too. If the drugs yeah. help him. You know. I don't know if he's enjoying the drug, actually. Yeah, he's giving you no emotional readout whatsoever. He's just, he's like very much dazed and confused. He, it's... Is he know. coughing less? Yes. So at least his throat probably feels better. Yeah. Something. I don't know. Man, it's going to suck when he passes away. He's such a good dog. I know. But he's he's going to be 15 in September. I mean, he's pretty he active can, and kicking. He can go a little. Yeah, 15 is like not really ancient for a dog. It's like old, but he's not. doesn't necessarily have to be on his last legs, you know. He can go a few more years. Yeah. But, you know, it's a and reality. When, when it, the time finally comes, you bury him next to the case of Dasani in the woods. <laughs> and then you always know where both are. In the and camp it, site, yes. And, and then you have something to drink and eat when you go up there. <laughs> oh, no. Well, he's dead. It's not like you're killing him to eat him. Well, you know how, like, in Hawaii... What better tribute? Exactly. You know how, how in Hawaii they, like, roast the pig by burying him underground? Mm -hmm. to, to turn him into food that way. Oh, there you go. Or, or just dig him up and eat him. If you get hungry, like you run out of those those bags, the freeze-dried bags, you just, you know, have a little uh, Bruno uh, intestine or something. Yeah. For anyone who hasn't heard about Bruno, it's my dog we're talking about. <laughs> Not my boyfriend. Because <laughs> that, that would be gross. Eating a dog is <laughs> perfectly okay. She's a survivalist. She Primitive now. That kind of thing, yeah. Yeah, so that was my weekend. I would love for all of us to one day go primitive camping and see who, which one of us makes it out alive. Oh, I'd make it out alive. I'd just be annoyed the whole time. That could be yeah. our like bonus Patreon episode that I choose. Oh my god! So hold on. Look at Sid's face. I want to. <laughs> I vote thumbs down. I want a veto power, but I think Sid will use that, so I'll save yeah. my veto. For yeah, he could else. save. 
<laughs> oh, we only so, get one? <laughs> I guess. I don't know. So how, so just, just to like, you drove uh, an hour or two, right? To, to this campsite. And then how long did you stay there? Just overnight. When did you Friday get Friday to Saturday. We got there Friday at like 1.30 or 2 o'clock. And then we made it to the campsite like around like 3.30. So it was a whole day thing. You were there for the whole day, basically. And then mm-hmm. you just left first thing in the morning? Yeah, you know, we woke up, had coffee, ate a little, and then left like by 11. And made it out by like 1.20. And then we went, we just ate. Oh, so you still have to like kind of hike to the campsite from your car? Is that what I'm getting? Oh, it's an hour and a half hike. It's four different trails we have to get on. <laughs> Jeez. It's the is white it, trail it... to the red, to the black, to the egg. Okay. Ah, yes, the egg. Did you, so I want to backtrack here a little bit. Did okay. you, I picked this up, maybe I heard you wrong. Were you, did you have Bruno inside the tent while you were fucking? Is that Last year, yes. Yeah, 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 I know he didn't come on this trip. So this no, is like, didn't. how did you have room for like, it seems like you'd barely fit in that tent to begin with. Uh, actually, it's a very spacious tent, fits okay. two people. And then there's like head, like room where your head is a little bit. And then like room where your feet are. And were you, were you like conscious of where Bruno was the whole time? Like, did you think maybe a foot's going to go in his snout or something? <sighs> I just Start learned. licking the wrong Thing. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would just be totally thinking of that though. So when you have a dog for long enough and he's just constantly wanting to be around you, you learn to block him out when you need to. Who was on top? Oh, yeah. Bruno Who was or on top Noah. Oh. Uh I don't remember. It was last year. Because if if the gentleman was and he was, you know, working vigorously, then the ball slapping might appear as a chew toy to Bruno. That's not <laughs> safe. That would here be boy. bad for everyone. Hey, boy. Hey, boy. Well, it wouldn't be bad for Bruno. He wouldn't care. <laughs> Noah would never like him at, at, to the same level. She'd always hold that jealous. against him. She'd be jealous if he got some of that ball love. <laughs> <laughs> no. Luckily, Bruno's not, like, a toy-obsessed dog, so he... <laughs> He's cool. He's unlike you. <laughs> was there was there ever a? You're not a dog. It just fit too well. No, it's yeah. oh yeah. No, I get it. I agree. Was there ever a time where you were you know getting down and like Bruno was like, hey, get off of her. You're attacking her. Did that ever happen? Bruno, yes. Bruno ruins the moment by farting. Oh, well. <laughs> you think he, intentionally or, or he accidentally? ruins our sessions sometimes by cutting one. And he, he, he's just a fucking moment killer. Oh, man. I got to ask you. So does he, like, march in and fart and leave? Or does he, like, <laughs> he's already there and a fart just happens? Like, does he actually, can you sense that he's trying to be disruptive? Yes, he goes... <laughs> Thank you for asking. He goes under the bed, <laughs> lays down, relaxes himself by almost going to sleep, and then... Ooh. Yeah, Bruno's... I mean, I know all dogs' farts stink, but he is on another level. Yeah, it sucks because, it, like, it just takes us out of the moment, you know? You have to, like, concentrate a little bit during sex. And a Bruno just... 
I mean, at least I do. I don't know. Like, I don't want to like start thinking about the outside world. I like just being. No, you absolutely have to. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> no one is disagreeing with you. It's, you a, to... it's a sensory experience. You don't want some cabbage stew fucking aroma coming. <laughs> yeah. In. yeah, you got to focus. <laughs> yeah. So yes, he does that um, on the regular, I guess. <laughs> On the regular. Why don't you just lock him out of the room for the time that you're in there doing it? Well, now he's drugged up on hydrocodone, so he doesn't really get up out of bed. But before that, like, why didn't you just uh, isolate yourself? Okay, another wonderful question by 3D. Because (laughs) if I close the door, then he cries and scratches, and that also ruins the moment. Ah, I see. So we'll take a risk, you know? We'll, We'll take our chance. Okay. I am a, a great interviewer. Thank you for pointing that out. I appreciate it. Hey, that's good, good follow-ups. Very kind of you. I want all the in-depth fart sex uh, information. <laughs> I know you're very passionate about it. it yes, shows. this is a topic very near and dear to my heart. <laughs> I, it's for the audience, really. The, the audience needs to know these things. They need to know what you're smelling while you're getting railed. I'm sure other people can relate. Like, I feel like this is not just... A thing that happens in my household. I'm sure. I haven't had a dog. I haven't had a dog since I was ten. So, yeah, Buck really... isn't much of a cop block. She kind of just keeps her distance, and then it's just like, oh, oh, you're done. All right. He's scared of everything, though. Like, that's just too much activity for her to want to be around it. Does Bobka fart in like non-sex situations? Yeah. Does like she just... fart? I've never, I've never experienced a Bobka fart. No. Oh my goodness. Well, Little lady. If you mean a, a fart after you eat babka, I'm sure you've experienced many of those. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Different thing. But yes, we have to specify what kind of babka fart you're referring to. Oh, I really, really miss getting babka from the Hasidim. I was about to say, friends. like, has everybody been on a babka blackout because of the uh, the virus? I mean, I'll be the I'll be the uh, the, the wet blanket because I'm not a big fan of babka. I mean, the dog, yes. The food, no. Yeah, it's not something I ever seek out, but like Robin, no, I know it's a big part of your lives. Uh, I wouldn't say it's a big part of my life. You named your fucking dog after it, man. Come on That's now. true. Well, well, my obsession with it has peaked, like, I would say the year that I got Bobka. Uh, there can only be one Bobka in your there heart. There can only be one time. Bobka. It's the uh, dog Highlander. Well, honestly, it was just because at the time I was kind of like, on a mission to try all the different types of babka in the city. Uh, How many are there? Oh, sorry. Well, there's a bunch. There's a lot. (laughs) I realized you were about to answer what I was saying as I said. There's one company that essentially makes the majority of like all the prepackaged babka. Uh, And so uh, it's like this one factory and you know, Williamsburg. And they and then like, for example, Cass's Deli or or uh yeah. a Russ and Daughters, they all just put their branding on it, but it's the same mm. babka. The oh. same babka factory. Yeah, it's the same recipe. But then like there's bakeries that have their own babkas. Uh and I've I've since like discovered my favorite babkery, which is uh a place in Jewish Williamsburg, in Hasidim Williamsburg, which I believe no, I've told you about. Did you go there? That one Yes, and I'm yeah. tempted to go there all the time, especially because it's so risky over there. I'm like, oh, I'm tempted. <laughs> it's like, we should explain to people outside of Brooklyn 
what makes it risky? Well, as we've discussed on the show for many years, uh, the Hasidim, the Orthodox of Orthodox Jews, uh, they're the ones that walk around all year long with the, the top hats, long jackets. The children have the the, the little side, the curly sideburns. Hey, yes. they, the they're, Amish, they're Amish people with more phlegmy uh, speech patterns. And so because of this whole coronavirus thing, oh, so they're very, very insular as a community to begin with. Like, they really just hang out amongst themselves. They don't follow laws. They have their own set of laws. It's borderline incestual, all the relationships, because it's such a small community. And really not, not, not even borderline. Not it's, that borderline, I was going to say. It's pretty much... And, uh, you jealous, Rob? <laughs> if you if you married your cousin, that's about the farthest away you get uh, from your family. And so they're totally, mostly ignoring all the suggested uh, recommendations for COVID. And so the outbreak has been, like, percentage-wise, even worse in those neighborhoods. Like, if if you look at a map of Brooklyn. Like uh, like a heat map of. I think we just need from- to clarify that like it's just one sect of these Hasidim. It's like the Sephardi Jews in Williamsburg. I mean, we're all Jews. We're not saying that everyone in this in this Zoom is a, is a Jew right now. So we're not. Anti- oh no, 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 but like the Orthodox people that live like in Midwood, Darren, mm-hmm. they're not. I mean, they're abiding by, they're like, they're ortho- not opening. They're, or- they're Orthodox Jews. They're not, yeah. I think they're, they're not Hasidim like a different. They're pretty crazy too, though. But they're yes. not, they're but, not, but they're not to the crazy. Yes. <laughs> they, I they mean, still ingrained someone into society, I feel, whereas the Hasidim are Yeah, that's true. They, they're like, definitely more there's integrated. There's where, like, like, the Hasidim wouldn't even acknowledge me, and it's like, what? Well, fuck you, you know, like. Well, there's times I don't acknowledge you. It doesn't make me Hasidic. Oh. <laughs> well, I tell you to fuck off too. So anyway, so the uh, the rate of coronavirus has been intense there because they've just been avoiding it. There was a huge funeral procession for some rabbi who ironically died of coronavirus. And like, <laughs> hundreds of fucking people showed up to this funeral in the middle of the square, half of them not wearing masks. It was so disgusting. And so that area... And the latest, they opened up a yeshiva and let the kids go in. Multiple yeshivas have been opened, and now the cops are just like, yeah, whatever. There's, like, stores in the neighborhood that are supposed to be closed, but you just, like, pull up the gate and you can walk in. They're just, like, sneaking people in. I saw a video of it. I saw a video of that funeral, and they were, like, uh, about to do the part. This is the traditional licking of the corpse, and that's when the NYCD shut it down. (laughs) That could actually spread something. (laughs) Uh, Except for yeah, Cannibal so, Cop. The Cannibal uh, Cop, remember him? He was yes. there. He was the well, only one trying to keep it up. Hey, these shoes ain't half bad. <laughs> he meant the flavor. Yeah, that's so that, that area is home to the Jewish bakery with the best babka that I've ever had. And they have like multiple different types of babka. And uh, I'm too. Wait, so there's chocolate, there's cinnamon, what else? There's wet and dry. Yeah, there's the there's like the big cake and then the 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 more compressed one that's like a like a like a roll mm. like a, like a more of a roll like a pizza roll but like sweet. If I was gonna go to uh, like one of those Jewish uh, bakeries, I get the sugar cookies. Those shits are great. 
Mm. I love also the marble cake, like the black and white cakes. Oh, yes. My grandma used to make that. And it just reminds me of the like one thing about my grandma that I didn't absolutely hate. (laughs) It's like the one good memory I have. So she she actually let you have some? She didn't just make it and then make you wash or eat it? (laughs) Well, she would make so much that, yes, she wouldn't have to. She had no choice. No, she didn't let him eat it, but it was so big she couldn't prevent him at some point sneaking in and getting. She couldn't fit. Well, she couldn't fit in the fridge for later. She like, <laughs> she she, 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 she stood wa- she stood watch for sixteen hours until she fell asleep, and that's when he that's when he was allowed to go get. I'm envisioning like a Donkey Kong game with Rob trying to sneak a piece of cake, and she's just like <laughs> hitting him and throwing barrels I at mean, him. You're joking, but it was kind of like that. <laughs> oh. Like what? Like it just reminds me, like you know, she would give me cake, and I'd be like, "Oh, let me. Uh, can I get like a glass of milk to go with the cake?" She's like, "No, I need it for my coffee in the morning." God damn. <laughs> or she would say, Nada mia malacona coffee. Playing Bobka Kong. <laughs> oh my God. To all of our Russian listeners. Little bonus, Wh- Rob a Russian. What did you say? I need milk for coffee. Oh. oh. Well, I'm I'm exaggerating it, but like she would be like, (laughs) How dare you? Shots would be the word she would use. But anyway. Maybe maybe her milk had booze in it and she just didn't want you to know she was an alky. She was pounding white Russians. I beg your pardon. Oh, he smirched his grandmother. Like That's that. how Robba got here. Somebody pounded a white Russian. Oh, my <laughs> God. I mean, it's, accurate. it's accurate. It's accurate. It's a beautiful wow. thing. It's the miracle of life. Is the call coming from inside the house, Rob? Is it your it might, grandma? It might be the gross ghost of my grandmother. Gross. The gross ghost. You can give us a call, 213-WIDE-NUT. It's 213-943-3688. We have area code 956. What's your name and where are you from? Hey, man. It's uh, Ed the Beast from South Texas. Hey, what's up? What's up, Ed the Beast? How are you? (laughs) What's going on, guys? I'm uh, I'm all right. I'm I'm doing all right. What's going on, man? Are you the gentleman that was uh, blinded and uh, lost a limb? Yeah, blind, blind, blind amputee. Yep. Mm-hmm. How you doing? How you holding up, man? Uh, all right. Just going through some uh, family drama shit. The uh, the the place where I'm at, where I'm uh, paying rent to, is my psycho fuck aunt, uncle, who has got off the deep end. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, oh. His wife is going to shit, so he's doing everything he can to get me evicted to get his place back. Oh no. Oh, that sounds so stressful. Yeah. Makes Rob sound really petty with the vodka story. He couldn't get any vodka from his grandmother. He sure wasn't trying to evict you, Rob. She wouldn't let me stay there either, though, so I could relate. I've taken, I've taken steps to uh, to start uh, the paperwork for me getting a uh, emergency housing for the for the disabled. So I've got okay. that rolling. So hopefully that goes through. I can get out here as soon as I can and uh, leave this cycle fuck to himself. Good. Good. Well, uh, I was actually about to. I'm going to put you on hold for a sec, uh, and then we'll bring you back to get your opinion on this the story I want to share. So, uh, 
you know, we've been covering COVID-19, the shutdown of shows, and uh, we've been talking about how shows will restart. Like, what will it take to get shows back? And last week we discussed socially distanced shows. There was a show in, uh, I believe, Arkansas, where they had basically 200 people in an 1,100-seat venue. Uh, the p- people showed up with their cluster of, you know, friends and family. You could sit with your family, but then like you would, the clusters would sit six feet apart. Like the chairs would be six feet apart. And if it's like orchestra seating, they would sell three seats and then the next row they wouldn't sell. And then the, the third row would have three seats, so, so on and so forth. But for one person, they thought this won't work. This isn't going to work. We need to bring things back to as close as the original uh, experience was pre-COVID. So this was the uh, idea, this is the pitch, and uh, I wanna know what your guys' opinion is here. The pitch is for these hazmat suits. (laughs) What? Are you you seeing this? Yes, I see it. It looks like a Buzz Lightyear costume. Yeah, I was gonna say. So I want to play this video, which is not loading. Come on! But what janky website is this that you're using? Don't <laughs> have videos. Just on go it. to Lambgoat. It's right there. You guys are the worst. <laughs> hey, I didn't say. What anything. do we do? The two of them. I'm informing. Only get your own website. It's not my fault. Also, you could have just told the listeners you were on Metal Sucks. <laughs> Same font. You should close your chat boxes, how, Rob. How dare you? It looks like a spacesuit, airtight helmet, filtration systems, LED lighting accents. Microcell is a solution for bringing people together. How fucking high is this? this guy? Near- <laughs> I'm very high. So high. He's also, he's also probably loaded. Rob, is there any way you could lower the sound? Yes. Yeah, I, I hear this guy, not him, the news anchor. Yeah. Every, like, spittle in his mouth is, like, being jostled around as he speaks. And being one man has the higher suit. Your future for big events like concerts or even clubbing. Takes your safety and your security in terms of uh, being um, um, close to airborne particles or viruses uh, to the next level. Miguel Resueño, who goes by Mike 808, is the head of inventions for Production Club. It's a creative studio that designs stages and experiences for clients in gaming, technology, and music. How we can bring events back, how we... You know what this means? Can I just, say, can yeah, I just say head of inventions for Production Club sounds like the title of a spam email you would get? Like you're hired, head of invention for production club. Click I'm, here. I'm calling what? from cardholder services. <laughs> it sounds like one of those weird emails I get to the Noah at metalinjection.net where it's like pitches for the website that I forward to Rob and then he's like, Noah, this is spam. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I used to uh, working on the Firefest, uh, have very strong resume. <laughs> uh, I designed many things uh, for the Jarul. <laughs> This is Trout Guy. The who? With the who? The Jarul. <laughs> Where is Ya? <laughs> we need to know what Ya thinks about this asthma suit. <laughs> uh, it gets better, guys. It you gets can, better. You can a vape, you can, you can a drink. You got a, like, a, you know those a, a, a helmet? 
that uh, on either side of the helmet, there is like a beer and you drink it. This hazmat suit has something like this too. Actually, socialization back. How can we help the industry to not die? He says the brainstorming started <laughs> after seeing beaches full of spring breakers. This is a little... Ooh, but shot. Still, we need to find a solution for it because people are, are still going out and still uh, are going to party. I admire that they're like, look, people aren't going to be socially distant. We got to figure. So I admire at least the the setup here. But then the solution is where they lose me. Yeah, we need I to find. We need to social. find out. Uh, we need to find a solution where people do not get sick. And when I say solution, I mean a way to bring them all outside together, uh, but to confuse them into thinking that it's safe, so I can make a lot of money. Wait, Rob, here's the thing. Like, you're right. It's cool that he's thinking and he's realizing people will go out no matter what. But I don't think his idea is at the level where it, like, warrants a news story. <laughs> oh, well, I, I, I think it, it does warrant a news story of how absurd it is. But yes, let's keep watching. There's another minute to this. The suit includes N95 filters and snapping canisters for drinking and vaping. It's just a way in which you don't need to remove the helmet because if you remove the helmet or the shield, now you are compromised. As big venues... <laughs> I'm just imagining this brainstorming session of like, all right, we need... Listen, we are losing money, okay? We are a production company. We cannot put on any shows. Production club. Our production club cannot put on any shows because we cannot have shows. So how can we have shows? Okay, we put the, everybody, we give them a suit. They wear okay. a suit. Everybody wear a suit. But wait, when you when you go to a show, what do you want to do? You don't want to just wear a suit and watch the show. You want to drink. You want to smoke. You want to vape. I know. Put the drink and the vape in the suit. This is brilliant. Wait, how does the drink reach their mouth? Like, I get hot boxing the suit, but how does it's the same liquid... filter as the one you use to get that lake water, Noah? <laughs> just, just put it to your fucking face. Uh, Touche. Uh, we you use it three times, and then everything soil coming into. We still have to. Work. <laughs> it's still a lot of soil coming in to the to the filter. This is the guy that Hank Azaria was based on in the bird case. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. Totally. I get more like an Enrique Iglesias vibe. Yeah, that's so. He's trying to figure out what concerts will look like moving forward. Mike 808 says selling less tickets to allow for more distance between people could mean that only an elite crowd could afford to go. With our solution, we are trying to make space available for everyone. He would not disclose which venues he's talking to, but said the idea is that you would rent he's not the talking to anyone. The Nobody's so returned to this guest. I want to point out, he's like, oh, well, if we do limited space, uh, then everyone can't afford to go because because of limited space, they're going to have to charge more, is the theory. So we have these suits. Now, how, like, now this is where, like, uh, it's already absurd, but. Let's just go with it. Okay, sure, it's a suit. You can't get COVID. You can enjoy the show. You can go and enjoy the show. You can, like, mosh, whatever, fine. But here is where it absolutely, like, this will never work. This part right here. 
We are trying to make space available for everyone. He would not disclose which venues he's talking to, but said the idea is that you would rent the suit from the venue. We need to make sure that people want to wear it, what? that they feel good about wearing it. So it's a little bit more of a fashion piece rather than a medical, uh, something that looks like a medical device. With a patent pending, Production Club hopes to have an actual prototype soon, in part because Microshell already uses established components. We are not looking to develop everything, everything from scratch. And in spite of all the technology that's involved... From scratch? Wait, what? You already really said? The person. Can you rewind that? The we have... From scratch. From scratch. I'm not trying to... I'm not trying to do... Medical. I'm not trying to uh, invent everything from scratch. But it sounds Let's like. see. Something that looks like a medical device. With a patent pending, Production Club hopes to have an actual prototype soon, in part because Microshell already uses established components. We are not looking to develop everything, everything from scratch. And in spite of <laughs> oh! technology that's involved... From his scratch. scratch. <laughs> well, I want to point out, so he said <laughs> that I don't want to limit people to be able to go, so I want them to have these suits. But to get these suits, he envisions that the venues will have these suits for rent. Would you, can you imagine no. trusting a venue to rent a hazmat oh, suit? No. No. It's like, it's like bowling shoes. You want to put Exactly. Your like, can you imagine someone has been in this suit <laughs> for four hours given their own version of Bruno farts? Right. And then you got to wear it. You got to wear the second hand. So get the fuck out of here. But also, besides, besides how gross it is, it's also defeating the purpose. Like, if that person had COVID, there, it's in the suit, you dumb yeah. motherfucker. Do you well, trust I, like, the venue to properly sanitize these things? If it's right. Exactly, I do no not. Way. I do not. I barely trust them to sanitize the cups that I'm drinking the alcohol out of. At least the alcohol is in there to kill the germs. And also, like, how are they going to handle, like, sizing issues? Are they going to have enough suits for every size of person that's coming to these shows? Uh, Sid, uh, it is uh, one size fits all. Uh, you may Elastic. have to, like, suck it in a little bit. <laughs> I mean, like, we've seen the kind of people that go to metal shows. They're going to need a lot of uh, big suits. I have a question, uh, sir. Uh, what if you need to puke right away and you go uh, in the suit? Good question, Noah. You're a great interviewer. Uh, interviewer? Well, interviewer. Thank uh, you. What we have designed a third, a third filter that go right in the shoulder that will catch all of the puke and any other bodily fluid that will come and it will run down your leg and out into your shoe. Also, I have a breaking news. Uh, I have a, a special bulletin. I have another, another invention. And, and it's an invention that will, uh, it will allow you to have relations uh, with uh, your significant other and not smell the farts uh, from your dog. Oh. Even, even, even inside of a tent. I need two of those, please. <laughs> I, I cannot disclose. Uh, <laughs> I cannot disclose the design of my new invention at the moment. As soon as I do, you will be the first to receive your suit. Now. Oh, thank you. You're welcome. For <laughs> nada. So, well, so we don't know how like, much this is going to cost. Yeah, there's no cost. <laughs> There's no, it's, it's essentially an idea this guy had yeah. and NBC gave him some publicity, but 
the thing that strikes me as so wild is like the moment you really like if you really start talking about it and thinking about it, it's like it could never work. It, it's just there's so many roadblocks from the different sizes. Like it's it's not a one size fits all. You're gonna have to have like you know small to triple XL, quadruple XL, whatever. And what if what if they're, what if they're out of your size? What if you show up? What if it's a show with two hundred mediums? And three larges, so they're out of mediums. I got it. You got to reserve the suit before you get there when you buy your ticket, and you say which one you need, and then they stop selling that size after a certain time when they run out. But then that, I feel like that opens them up for a lawsuit because if they're sure. like, well, "Sorry, you're too big to go to this show. We sold out of that size." Like, Dude, I can well, only I, solve one problem at a time here. Yeah. I guess they would at least know how many suits they would have to accommodate, and if they're low they could buy more. But then it's like, how much do these suits cost? And what would like, and are you paying a fee to rent this suit? Is this fee in your ticket? You know, like who is needing this charge? And like, cause it's gonna cost money to disinfect. So we talked about like um, those shows, like those silent shows where you just hear the performers in your headphones. Remember that? And how like stupid that looks. Just imagine being in a venue with all these people wearing Buzz Lightyear suits <laughs> and how I mean, much that will take you out of the moment. I feel like a 50s, I didn't, I didn't 50s, Japanese, uh, 50s Japanese space monster movie. Yeah. Like when the Neptune men come and they try to attack. Also, though, I, I, I've uh, been to those like uh, quiet concerts. Uh, I attended a few in Nam at Nam. Because it's on, you mean? The, on on the it, no 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 it'd be like a demo on the show floor, but uh, they wouldn't amplify it. You would just go and get headphones, which they would disinfect before giving to you, and you just listen on the headphones. So it's like a shortwave radio band, and it's great. It's not awkward at all. Like once you kind of get into it, once the music starts, it's like oh, it sounds like you're just at a concert. Okay. Another like question. Most like especially rock concerts that I've gone to, it gets very very hot in the venue, even when you're not wearing a hazmat suit over your street (laughs) clothes. Oh yeah, let's ask the guy the question. So like, Uh, how do you keep properly ventilated? Well, uh, we have a little uh, midgets. I don't know what is the proper term. They will be inside the suit, rubbing your leg with ice. (laughs) So this is not tested. This is, well, we're working on that. I cannot disclose uh, all the information. God. But uh, yeah, one midget on each side in each pant leg, and they will be rubbing you down with the ice or maybe like popsicles or something like this. All right. Good question, sir. Thank you. You're welcome. I think Darren made a really good point earlier that like this suit is basically the fire fest suits. <laughs> Seriously. Well, like I was just, uh, when I wrote about this earlier today, I joked that like I once smelled the Guar costumes. Oh. Like, oh. And like how bad they smelled. Like I could only imagine the stink is probably exponentially worse because that's one person's stench right. collected over a period of time. These are multiple people's stenches buried into that fucking suit. And that's only one person that ever has to subject. He's choosing to subject himself to that suit. Like this is would be mandatory to go to the show. Yeah. And and they know who's been in their own suit, them, and that's it. Yeah. Not like this mystery shit. Yeah. Like what when I when I was uh, 
watching this initially, I was under the assumption that the consumer would purchase the suit and just own a suit that they would wear to shows. I didn't realize that they, I'm assuming these suits are probably priced to be so expensive that it doesn't make sense for a consumer to buy the suit. It only makes sense for the venue to buy the suit and you rent it from them. But also, like, on top of that, like, if it was the consumer that owned the suit, how would the venue be sure that the suit was, like, actually functional and still had its integrity? Right. Great point as well. So the venue would have to be the ones to own it. So, also, why does it need to be neon purple and pink? (laughs) What is that about? Exactly. Can't just be, like, a regular color? He said they wanted to make it fashionable so it doesn't look like a medical outfit. Okay, so when are they going to do that? fashionable. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, my God. I did not mention that I am colorblind, so I do not see color. And that is why uh, maybe the color scheme was so good to start. We will work on it. I cannot disclose at the time uh, other colors that we are thinking about right now. (laughs) The next one Uh, will be in dime slime (laughs) and baby blue. What is dime slime? (laughs) Dime slime? Yes. Dime slime is like Dimebag's signature green color. Yeah, that's what oozed out of him when he got shot on stage. Uh, from oh, his oh, guitar. That was oh, no, 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 no. I should have known that. That was the third verse of that Nickelback song. Uh, I talked about all the making that joke at my expense. You got it's it. not at your expense. It's at the dead guy's expense. Uh, and I brought it up. <laughs> that's true. Uh, also, uh, I have fired the guy who suggested the color. He was a pendejo y puta. I'm not dealing with him anymore. Rob, do we want to get our caller's take on this? Is he still on hold? Oh, uh, he hung Ed. up. He hung up. No. You treat he, him so poorly, Rob. Every week, a, you're like, it's such a rush to get him off the phone. Well, he didn't have a question. He was asking us what was up, so I was trying okay, to Okay, Rob, to when people call radio, we're the ones who's supposed to engage them. They don't have yeah. to have- Right. It's bad enough that this dude is blind. You've made him mute as well. You, like you've taken all, everything from him. You know what? You guys talk to him off. next time. I was. Listen, <laughs> uh, he has such an interesting life that I feel like even when he thinks in his mind that he has nothing to say, we can dig something out of him. Yeah. That's a real. Sure. Um, this is an unbelievable pylon. I don't know. Oh, I, I'm sorry, Rob. I didn't mean to do that. <laughs> That's what you did on your Memorial Day weekend. Pylon. An unbelievable, an unbelievable pylon. pylon. He went up the highway picking up pylons <laughs> that are falling over. He's a collector. <laughs> Look at this. This is an unbelievable pylon. <laughs> First pressing. I, I tried uh, to clean that up. Dane has some comments in the chat. Uh, he writes, I'd wear the hazmat suit to a Lamb of God show. Probably some good padding then from the stage. <laughs> oh, shit. And then uh, Judarino chimes in, get your <laughs> Lamb of God airbags at the mercy at the merch table. Rob, I, I can't believe you read those. Are you usually so anti that joke? I am anti that joke, but I wanted to get it out there. That's very funny. Uh, Dane, Dane also says, uh, 16-year-old Rob can get away with this. Just need a gas mask bong from Spencer Gifts. I want to tell you, Dane, I tried a gas mask bong once in my life and never again. Oh, do tell. Did I know you? Well, I mean, uh, I guess yeah. I did. Well, yeah. <laughs> You've known me my entire pot journey. Uh, I think uh, I think Frank has one, actually. I think it was Frank's. I forget. What, it was actually your house, I feel, 
Noah, at your old, like, party house. In uh, my house? Yeah, I, I don't remember where it was, but what I do remember is, oh, no, 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 it was, I, I scratched it, it was a Nick's basement. Oh, uh, makes more sense that way, yes. Uh, <laughs> and I tried it out, so basically it's a mask, it's a full-on gas mask, and then where the mouth, like, where the air would be is a, just like a plastic cheap bomb, which I guess you could fill with water. And then, like, the mouth of the bong is just permanently attached to the gas mask. You cannot remove the bong from the mask. So you're breathing, essentially, through the bong, right? Mm -hmm. But here's the problem. When you start smoking, like, the entire mask fills with smoke, including, like, where your eyes are. And guess what? Hot smoke burns your eyes, so it's completely uncomfortable. It's like, why would anyone? Why does anyone need this? Just like a bong is fine. You don't need the gas mask, bong people. It's not like it's anything else. Like people have to do the new version of this thing that they like. You know? Sorry. Well, I mean, now I feel now it's even passe because everything is about dabbing. Oh. uh, Which is that contraption that. when we had Travis from Cattle UCAP, his friend brought over. Uh, but I'm a, I'm a traditionalist, <laughs> old school analog flower what? and a bong. No, I like the bong. Although I've been turned on, I, I can't roll. Oh, Rob, TMI. I am very turned on. No. Was it when, was it when Nola talked about the threesome with her dog? Is that what, the, uh, what did it? I've been turned, so I can't roll. No, it's choking in a mask. That's what ah, turns them on. I, gotcha. <laughs> uh, I can't roll because I am I'm useless. Uh, so I've never <laughs> I've never been able to roll. I can roll the shittiest joints. Blunts, I guess, are a little easier. But even so, I'm not a good blunt roller. Uh, not like some of the experts that we know. Uh, and uh, I was always a fan of like raw papers. They would do these the cones. These pre-rolled cones, uh, which are really nice. And like they're, you know, it's just like a paper and you kind of stuff it, you stuff it with, with the weed so you don't have to worry oh. about doing the, the, the rolling. But then I was always like, oh, I mean, like papers are nice, but I, 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 you know, occasionally it's like, oh, it'd be really nice to smoke a blunt. And I was never able to find pre-rolled blunts until now there is a company called King Palm. And I'm a very big fan of their product and they make pre-rolled uh, blunts like there's nothing. They heard your cries. They it's heard a, your cries, Rob. And well, it's, Rob. it's it's in different sizes. So like I had ones initially. I bought ones that were like twice the size, and it's just like this is too much for like once. This is it's like a party blunt. You know, I can't be rolling party blunts all the time. So this is like a much more. This is like a half gram uh, container. So it works well, and it's very it's a natural leaf. It's, I, don't, I don't even think it's tobacco. So it's very exciting. And King Palm, if you would like to sponsor me, I'm available. That's a free read for you. <laughs> I also want to read one more, uh, one more thing in here. The chat? Yeah, if I can find it. <laughs> oh, I lost it. Oh. We'll just wait. Sorry, sorry. It was good, too. Oh, well. Uh, Deuterino asks, I want to hear Sid's description of a hazmat suit for a left-over crack show and what that would be like. 
there wouldn't be one. The suit would just run the fuck away before the show even started. No. No, no, no. <laughs> Judarina also adds, there's no hazmat suit big enough for Sway's schmata. Yeah, that was very, <laughs> Very <laughs> excellent, deep cut. Like, we haven't brought up Sway's schmata in years. Well, is Sway well, really that relevant at this point? He's still around. He still has I mean, he's relevant hair. in our world. And I... I learned something new. You know, Sway could also be considered to be wearing a pashmina. Oh, is that right? <laughs> I thought Why? that like, goes over like your upper chest or something, no? I feel like you could put it over the head also. All right. The pashmina is large enough to cover, you know, quite a bit of uh, area, <laughs> face area. Well, then you just do any, you could take a sweater and ball it up and put it on your head. No, isn't pashmina like a material? It's not a, a type of garment. It's just what it's made out of. Is a pashmina? It's like cashmere or something. I don't think a pashmina is a thing you wear. It's a scarf. It would be like a pashmina scarf or a pashmina vest or a pashmina headdress. Is it? Mm. Yeah, I think I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I think I because I, I recently it heard it. Pashmina. So I yes. just learned about it, and I had to look it up to see what it means. And I, I believe it's, it said scarf, like a cashmere. Sharia well, refers to a fine variant of spun cashmere, the oh, animal okay. hair fiber forming the downy undercoat of the chikangi goat. <laughs> so you can make different varying things out of cashmere. Yes. The word <laughs> pashm means wool in Persian. Pashbani. So, <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Pashmabini. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't really know. Him. That's if know. you wear it on your head with a propeller. <laughs> Pashmina <laughs> Beanie? <laughs> Robert Pashmina Beanie or whatever his name is. <laughs> <laughs> Episode title. So uh, it's just a fabric. Yeah. Wait, so is it like a f the material or the fabric? It's, well, isn't that the same thing? Yeah. Yeah, what's the difference between material and fabric? The material is like the thread, I guess I would think of it, and the fabric is like the, a piece, which could be constituted as a scarf. It it's would be the, the material. That's what the fabric's made out of. Yeah, the material. Oh. So we learned something today. <laughs> Uh, I knew it before. I just want to say that <laughs> on the record. You did. I thought I did. I wouldn't say I was 100% done to my head. Darren has a very um, lucrative history in fa in the fabric business, like a true New Yorker. Is that an oh? anti-Semitic statement? No? A true Jewish yeah, New Yorker. something like that, yeah. Well, a greedy Jewish uh, fabric designer, uh, a retailer. It wasn't anti-Semitic. It was just like another thing about Jewish people. That could be uh, our, the name of our podcast. <laughs> Another thing about Jewish people? It's, it's not the name of our podcast. It's the number one negative review on, a, oh. on iTunes. <laughs> Another thing about Jewish people? <laughs> oh, man. Oh, the second most common one. Mezuzahs again? Uh, that just reminded me, though, I was just recently thinking about, like, I don't know if you recall, I believe you brought this up on the show, but, like, you once worked for a uh, fabric 
distributor guy or whatever, designer. like a designer. And aha, uh -huh. projection. He said I did. It was you all along. What? Yes. I said it's, yeah. it's projection. She said I work for a fabric designer. Oh, I it see. It's really her. Oh, I was. I thought you were talking to me. But then you also got me a job there, and like. We found like gay porn on his computer, right? Why were you on his computer? Like he allowed uh, He was looking for gay porn. No, I was. Oh, sorry. No, no, go ahead. I was going to say, I'm just going to take a stab in the dark and hope there's some gay porn. There is. There it is. Wow, Eureka. <laughs> no, no, Rob he, was he his webmaster. Like, no, he hired me to like upscale some like images from like a hundred years ago that didn't have copyright anymore that he was going to sell as like prints uh uh as uh, so anyway so that's why i was on his computer it was like a temp job that never got me so anyway, i was wondering like whatever happened to that guy <laughs> Did you, yeah. I so can i can i do a follow-up question so like was he a very buttoned up like conservative guy that you would not expect to have gay porn or was he like a flamboyant? I mean she said he was a fashion designer. So. He was very he was very he was flamboyant to the point that you would assume that he was gay, but then he would talk However, about like his daughter. He had three daughters. Oh, three and daughters. he was married. So he tried to portray he tried to portray that he wasn't gay or, you know, some gay people can be married and have kids and don't I, I mean, I guess I didn't know him personally and what his deal is with his wife, but it seems I mean, like yeah. a guy who had like a double life. Gotcha. Or, or yeah, like he, his wife could be very well aware of it. They could have an agreement. He could be bi. He could be pansexual. We don't want to. We don't want to box him into well, a label. Let's ask: Was his wife Liza Minnelli? <laughs> what did his wife look away? like, Noah? I've never. I never. Oh God, I don't remember. I barely remember what he looked like. For some reason in my head, I know it's not what he looked like, but I just see, uh, this is a slightly obscure reference, but oh dear brother, she's clapping for the, the workers. Having a she's dream. A little... <laughs> oh, she's <laughs> no, having no. a dream. Uh, he reminds me of Dave Pornoy, the owner of Barstool Sports. I don't know <laughs> if you guys even catch that reference, but that's just pretty I... much I have in my head. I barely remember what he looks like, but I remember what his hands look like. Oh boy. They're very like stubby and like just ugh. the opposite of man hands that you like, you're saying. Yeah, it looked like his thumb got cut in half. My grandpa had that. He was a tailor and he had that because the sewing machine chopped part of his finger off. Do you mean his thumb or like the nail is, is was cut in half? The whole thumb or just the thumbnail? He was missing well, a piece of his finger, my grandpa like, at least. It's like the Megan Fox thumbs. Huh? Have you ever seen Megan Fox? Like gorgeous Megan Fox has the unfortunate thumb. Fucked up thumbs? I didn't know. Oh, that's like a it's like a medical condition. I know what you're talking about. Can you put it on it's, the screen? It's it called Megan Fox thumbs. That's the. That's like her It's like Tommy John surgery. Yeah, that's the condition. Yeah, I'll put it on the screen. She was the first one to have it discovered. <laughs> like Lou Gehrig's disease. <laughs> oh gosh. Do you see oh. it? That's not that bad. So she's got toe thumbs. Yeah. Or it looks oh, that's like, what that's called. It looks like a child's it, thumb. No, I, I believe there's a medical term for it. Yeah, Megan oh, Fox club, thumbs. Clubbed, club thumbs? Is that what that is? Yeah. Are toe thumbs normal? <laughs> 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 that's so dumb. 
Mm-hmm. Here it is. What causes a club thumb? It's an inherited condition. So it's just genetic. Try, yeah, try but... reading that first word. <laughs> yeah, good luck, Rob. Brachydactyly. <laughs> Brachydactyly. That's the name of the it. Noah, Noah, say it brachydactyly. <laughs> brachydactyly. Well, yeah, anyway. We're not going to read this. I would like to announce that um, the suits will have a special slot for people with the deformed thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> so that they can also enjoy this concert. <laughs> I do want to talk, talk about this study, which I'm very excited oh. about. Finally, my, my pot habit has paid off because this study claims marijuana can fight COVID, fight off COVID-19 infection. I'll spare wow. you the text, but... It's you just don't want Sid to point out all your grammar. I was, I was already looking. <laughs> Can it's can 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 pot stop brachydactyly? That's what I want. To know. <laughs> so it's still it's still an early it's early in the research, but uh, scientists look at four hundred different strains of weed, and they found that thirteen strains, particularly sativas high in CBD, are able to downregulate the protein reception. ACE2, which is the same uh, part of the lungs that coronavirus targets, it's in the lungs, mouth, and gastrointestinal tract. Basically, the weed strains target the same receptors as the virus. Because you know, like some uh, some of the uh, symptoms of coronavirus is shortness of breath, all this stuff that like you could get after smoking too much weed. <laughs> which is why, like sometimes when I would smoke weed, I would get like 20 minutes later, I'd be like, oh no. I have shortness of breath in my head. It's like, oh no, I just smoked. Relax, Rob. But so they're saying because these uh, pot pot strains attack the same things, that like those receptors are occupied by the weed, so the coronavirus can't get to it. So wouldn't that be, you know, the case for anything you smoke then, or just just specifically weed? It's not. It's not, it's specifically certain strains of weed. It's not even all weed. Uh-huh. It's certain subsects. And again, it's very early in the, in the research. The, the research has not been peer-reviewed. Pre-rolled? 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 Is this prevention or like a cure, like a treatment? No, it is not a treatment. It is prevention. It prevents you from, it prevents uh, COVID from getting in your system. So would you just have to constantly be smoking anytime you're outside to keep it, like how long does the, does it last after you've smoked before you're at risk again? So here's what they're saying. They're saying uh, that research say that if proven to be effective, using a spray containing the cannabis may be a way to ward off the virus what off the virus? Where's my act? What's going on here? I'm I was gonna let that one go. <laughs> what it off? Hey, virus! I'm walking here. Hey, virus! Not on. Go fuck yourself. Fucking. What? What you say about that now, virus? You don't talk about my mother like that. You hear me? Hey, COVID nineteen, juggle my cool yarns with your tongue. How about that? <laughs> 
fucking scumbag. COVID you COVID me? No, COVID you, pal. I'll ward you off. I'll ward off fucking H1N1, fucking swine flu, fucking bird flu. Hey, COVID-19, why don't you get COVID-18, 17, 16, and 15, and I'll go fuck yourselves. <laughs> this reminds me, uh, New York One has this little, like, promo commercial they run sometimes, and it's just, like, positive messages about coronavirus, like, throughout <laughs> the city. Like, there's, uh, there's, like, a movie theater marquee that says, like, we're all in this together and a bunch of stuff like that. But one of them is just, like, graffiti on the side of a building that someone wrote that says, step off, coronavirus. Who thought to write that? I was like, all right, coronavirus sees that. They're like, well, back Get off, off my nuts. <laughs> I see pictures of coronavirus. On the fucking news. It's just a fucking purple rubber ball with thumbtacks in it. We're staying inside because of this? I'll get my fucking stickball bat and I'll crush it over the fucking roof. Fuck out of here. Send it to Jersey. <laughs> oh my God. So yeah. It's been it's treated as an adjunct therapy. So it's ah. not it would be an additive uh thing, not the essential part of it. So we would still need a vaccine. Yeah. But they're saying this is something that could like ward it off while we find it. It's kind of the idea. Let us know. But I'll I'll be making sure yeah. to keeping my bond packed just to be safe. Yeah. Now wait, are you so are you smoking the right strain that gets rid of this or no? Uh I'm I'm smoking every sativa I can just to make sure. <laughs> okay. But at the same time, like are you taking your bong outside and smoking it? To be to like as a preventative measure, yes, yeah. mask. No, no, he's just he's making sure there's weed in his system at every second of the day, just so yeah. that. Just in case. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but don't let anyone walk next to you while you smoke the weed outside as a preventative <laughs> measure, because you they'll wind up in prison. No, they'll just get <laughs> coronavirus. <laughs> That's the new version. But that was my favorite story of the week. Uh, we, we got our buddy back from Texas. Hey. I won't hang up on him this time. Good. Thank you. 956. Ed. Yo, Ed, what's up, buddy? Hi, Ed. Oh, nothing. I, I had to hang up. I had to hang up because uh, I had an important phone call to make. And after I was done, I came back on. Oh, well, Was it to tell your uncle off? Uh, no, because if I did that, he would end up in the hospital, not me. Oh snap! I'm 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 pl- I'm, I'm going to, I'm going about it the right way. I'm just I'm just leaving him alone, and he he leaves me alone. I'm just gonna try to get out of here as fast as I can. Right on. What part of Texas are you in? You say South Texas, but like what whereabouts? Yeah, deep 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 South Texas. If you ever heard of uh, uh, South Padre Island? Uh-huh. There's an yeah. island in Texas. Well, it's like where the spring break people are. There was like something in the news the other day about how there was like a crazy spring break celebration going on over or Memorial Day celebration going on over there. Nobody was social distancing. It's like yesterday this was in the news. Yeah, it got pretty crazy uh down here, yeah. Did you go? It- What's that? Did you go? Did you have a pina colada on the beach? 
no, no, no. I, I, I don't, I don't do that scene anymore. But I did used to do it when I was uh, in high school, and I did work the clubs there as a bouncer many years ago. What's but, the most uh, fucked up thing? Yeah, you mentioned a that. What's that? What's the most fucked up thing you saw when you were bouncing? <laughs> uh, I've got a good story about that, man. Uh, oh, remember oh, that serious. dude um, uh, that had that fucking hit single? Uh, damn it, I can't remember. He was Elton John. He, smell, smell your dick. Like, weird. Huh? Smell your dick. Was it that one? Oh, that was a woman, not a dick. Is it the guy from Chumbawamba? <laughs> uh, no, 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 no. Um, what one of the songs sound like? A funky nose. He was a oh, Bruno guy. Mars. Uh, funky nose, huh? Funky cold is it, Medina. Is it Bruno Mars? No, no, no. It wasn't Bruno Mars. Uh, that yeah. rapper guy with the nose. Yes. Digital Underground? He was a tall, lanky black guy. Yeah, yeah. Lanky black guy. He had oh, Digital a, Underground. A funky nose. Huh? No, with the fake nose. Remember? I remember. Yeah, Humpty Hunk. Oh, yeah. yeah, Humpty Hunk. Hum Humpty Hunk. Yeah, thank you. Humpty Hunk. That's what Ron calls him <laughs> on the fan pages. Hello, yeah. Humpty Hunk. <laughs> uh, yes, that, that's the one. That's the one. That guy. That guy. So yeah, he, so Digital Underground. To the club I'm working at. Yeah, yeah. He comes into the club I'm working at with his entourage, but uh, his head of security asks my boss, if uh, they could throw in a couple additional guys from us. So he, my boss picked me and, and a, another, another partner of mine. So we were just basically gonna follow him around. Okay, fine, no problem. So he goes upstairs to the second floor of the club and uh, he has to take a piss. Okay, fine. So his entourage plus my two guys, were just you know, stand, uh, standing outside the bathroom. Well, his head of security, uh, comes in with two with two chicks and they go into the men's bathroom i'm like what the fuck i was like oh okay i know all right okay fine whatever so he's in the men's room by himself with two chicks why the men's bathroom i have no fucking idea but that's what he did he was, so we're standing there outside the men's bathroom for 15 fucking minutes <laughs> while he's doing his thing what year was this would you and say he's he huh when did like how long ago was this this was back in uh, i worked uh, this was louis backyard on the island this was 97 98 okay okay because i was gonna say if he's if shock g from digital underground is still getting you know party threesomes going on now that would be very sad for the world but yeah. back then he was yeah. still famous so that uh, makes uh, a little bit of sense <laughs> yeah no, that was back in about 97. That's when I was working there for, I was there for a year. Yeah. Okay. Though even then, like Digital Underground was sort of not really yeah. mainstream anymore. Like Tupac was long dead by then. Or wait, no, was Tupac dead by then? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And he was already gone from that band for a while. So that was the craziest story. Just, just a three. That was a good story. I mean, it's good, but I mean, seems relatively tame. Yeah, I mean, I mean he right. told us he got busy in a Burger King bathroom, so this isn't as bad as that. <laughs> Did you ever have to kick anyone out? Did you ever have to, was anyone ever aggressive with you? Oh, yeah. I mean, I've got battle scars all over my body. Um, 
Let's see. Well, okay, at the same place, Louis Backyard, um, during the Holy Week, uh, it's this Catholic thing down here, uh, uh, a week before Easter, we, uh, we call it Holy Week. So the Mexican nationals, because we're right here on the border, they come over to party uh, on the clubs. So since the island is right there next to the, to the border, uh, all the Mexican nationals come over, party, whatever. Well, the thing is, in Mexico, there's no curfew. All the bars are open all pretty much all fucking night. In Texas, 2 a.m. is the cutoff. Okay, mm. so you're, we're talking, you know, uh, 1,500 to 2,000 people in this club, and uh, so they 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 do last call. All right, okay, so everybody's winding down. I go upstairs to clear the second floor, and there's a, a group of uh, Mexican nationals still partying it up. I go and I, I tell them in Spanish, "Hey guys, it's time to go." Uh, two o'clock a two o'clock is the shutoff. Did you say vamanos? One of them. Huh? Did you say vamanos, amigos? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, something like that in a more <laughs> aggressive voice, but yeah. Um, so one of them turns around and says, "Hey, Vato, do you know who I am?" Like, no, I don't, and I don't care to. It's two a.m. It's time to go. He comes up. Right, right in my face. He goes, "You don't want to fuck with me." I say, "I was like, what? No, no, no. no. L- listen, in Texas, uh, it's two a.m. You gotta go, or I call the cops. Plain and simple." And his two dudes, his two friends, uh, get up from their seats and approach me, uh, and they're like, "Meet away. I'll give you five hundred dollars right now if you let us stay." And I go, "Look, sir." Even if I were to do that, you'd still get uh, escorted off the premises because the cops are going to come and, and, and escort you off. Like at 2 a.m., there's nobody supposed to be here. So, no, I can't do it. No. So then the, the first guy, he was like, he puts his hand on my shoulder and pats it. I go, he goes, uh, hey, man, let me tell you something. Let me tell you who I am. I said, no. And then right when he pats uh, my shoulder, I grab it with my, uh, with, my right, with my right hand, and I twist it. So I put him in an a, in a, in a, a elbow lock. I said, and I said, sir, that's physical uh, contact that I did not want. So I'm putting you in an, in, a, in an elbow lock. Tell your boys to back off or I break your fucking elbow. So he goes, wow. okay, okay, okay. I'll get, I'll get you later. I said, I'll get you later. I said, fine, fine. Fucking get me later, but I'm always going to at the fucking building. And I, I, you know, that, you know, they, they walked out, but I'm like, he was fucking, uh, later on, I find out he's some kind of fucking cartel dude. I don't know. What the fuck? I don't care. Fucking cartels are all over the place here anyways. Um, mm-hmm. Now, another, another happening that I, I, now this one fucking went down bad. So, uh, we get the college, we've got college kids all over the place, right? So fucking one night, five, five uh, dudes from the Michigan uh, football team, whatever, the, the, the Wolverines, mm-hmm. Michigan Wolverines. Okay, this guy, I'm checking in IDs, I'm checking in IDs, what up, taking cash, whatever. This fucking guy, I shit you not, was 18 years old, just a kid, fucking 6'10", 320 pounds. I'm like, fuck you. This is a fucking wall. He goes, I go, look, man, you're a big dude. 
you want to have you want to have some fun, you want to party, but you can't drink. Yes, sir. I understand. Yes, yes. I just I just want to have some good time. So I put in, uh, those uh, big X's on his hands, mm-hmm. so he couldn't drink. All right. So I let him in. Twenty fucking minutes later, I have to go hauling ass up to the second floor for backup because guess what? He had been drinking the whole twenty minutes. He got fucking loaded, and he started a fight. <laughs> There's a huge fucking fight on the, on the second floor. Fucking chairs are chairs are flying around. He is going fucking ballistic. I don't know why, because it's just booze. I don't know if he was he, if he the first time drinking or what. But I mean, I had to take down this fucking wall. So I basically jumped on his back and got him in a chokehold, and I it was basically eight seconds of fucking riding a bull. But I actually, I wow. was able to uh, choke him out, get him on the ground. We called the cops and it took fucking, I think it was five of us to get him downstairs. I mean, this guy was fucking huge and just a kid. It Did was, you get was, an autographed jersey afterwards? And, uh, yeah. huh? Did, did he give you an autographed jersey afterwards? <laughs> like a souvenir? No. Hey, oh, oh, no, no. Okay, speaking of autographs, uh, I think. No. Uh, there was a, there was a, a pet, a pet house pet, uh, uh, visiting, uh, uh, spring break, 98. I went back the next year. Yeah. 98. Uh, pet house pet was, uh, uh, making around at the bars. I forgot her name, man, but she was fucking hot. Uh, she comes in, uh, she has one, uh, body, bodyguard with her, but she wanted two more additionals. Okay, fine. So I actually asked my boss, Hey, can I take this detail? And she, he goes, yeah, yeah, sure. Just, just watch her, have some fun, whatever. And um, so she's, uh, she's walking around. Me and her bodyguard are just, you know, making sure everything's cool. She's there for about an hour, you know, drinking it up and everything. So she, uh, uh, we escorted her back to her limo. And I was about to close the door. And she goes, what's your name? Uh, oh, uh, uh, my name's Eddie. And I, she goes, you want to come with us? Like, uh, I don't know. I have to ask my boss. If you'll let me, because I'm still on the clock. So uh, she goes, well, call your boss over. Okay, fine. Well, my boss is the actual, uh, was the chief of police there on the island. All right, fine. So he goes, yeah, yeah, we're good here. Go ahead, man. Just, you know, look after her, have some fun. All right, fine. So I get in the limo, and uh, and her bodyguard is a fucking big dude. We're talking like 6'8", 350, all right? And, uh, but he's cool. So we're driving around the island. And she like, you want to autograph a picture of me? Said, yeah, sure. But it wasn't a normal headshot. It was like a spread eagle uh, fucking shot. So I was like, wow, fucking A, fucking A. <laughs> and uh, we're there in the limo. Classic. And we're, we're talking it up. And uh, she she pulls out uh, a little bag of, of Coke. I was like, ooh, okay. Was it from her I, spread I'm eagle like, that she pulled it out? Yeah, yeah where did she pull it out of? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, she, she was actually carrying a little bitty purse uh, that only had Coke in it. I don't know. That, okay, whatever. Of course, so, a Coke uh, purse. Yeah, I took a, I, scored, I, I took a couple bumps to, you know, just have some fun. Uh, and, That's right. Uh, it keeps the party going. She was like, you want to come You want, You want? want to come back to my hotel? I'm inviting a, a few people. We're going to have a party there. All right. Yeah, sure. Yeah, why not? So we get up to her hotel room. It's uh, her, her bodyguard. Two other pet house pets, and uh, just that you know that know them or whatever. So yeah, we had a little 
a little party there. It was, it, I had a lot of fun. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty cool. So I wait, you got you, you rolled into an orgy? Is that the moral uh, of the so, story? Uh, we went, we went, in, no, after a while we went into her room. It was just me and her. So we had, I had a good time. You don't remember her no. name. You hooked up with a penthouse pet, but you don't remember her fucking name. Come on, man. That's how baller he is. He doesn't need her name. He just banged the <laughs> yeah. shit out of her. Now, I want to ask you now. You said I, you did I, some book. Ah. Uh, Sorry, what was that? I want to know if there's any identifying qualities of hers that we can see who he hooked up with. Yeah, well, actually, I still have her autographed picture she gave me somewhere amongst all my boxes. I still kept it. Uh, uh, to to be honest, have. yeah, I still kept that. that but you can't see. What, are you going to have a nurse like go through it for the to find the penthouse picture? Oh, what a curse! <laughs> yeah, well, but my assistant who's been with me for seven years. Yeah, she's cool. Uh, I could ask her to, uh, to find it. Oh, cool. Yes, yeah. please. We'd like to know. Now, I want to know, did you suffer from any coke dick while hooking up with this penthouse pet? Because it's like, hey, yes, she's very happy. <laughs> no, no. I only did like a couple of bumps, so it didn't really affect it much. I see. So by the time you already got to the hotel, the coke, like you, were, you weren't high on coke anymore. Yeah, yeah, because we, uh, uh, we, we pretty much... Uh, Went all over the the island just checking out shit, and uh, I was. Was like, it strong drink. coke or like like the really like ever. cut coke? You could taste the baking soda. No, no, it, uh, for for not being coke from here, which is like pure. It uh, the shit she had was was actually pretty good. Okay, That's good. Did you share some with the Iron Sheik? <laughs> Ever. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> this blind motherfucker, he only have one arm. He should share with me. I have the two arms. I can do more coke than him, motherfucker. But no, he only give me a little bit of coke. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, once we get to the chic, I think that's a good place to wrap. What about you guys? All right. I think it's good. Thank you so much uh, for your call and the wonderful stories about penthouse yeah. pets. Let us know if we, uh, if you're able to find that photo. Yeah, I definitely will, man. Awesome. Well, we're gonna have to get out of here, but thank you again, uh, Edwin. Right? Ed. Ed. Edwin. Edwin. Ed, Ed the beast. Ed the win. Sure. And uh, and we're gonna get out of here. I do want to remind everyone we are on social media. We're on all the platforms. We're on Twitter. All of us are on Twitter. Uh, Metal Injection Livecast is MI Livecast on Twitter. I am Rob Injection on Twitter. Noah is Noah Injection on Twitter. Darren and is Instagram. Darren Injection on Twitter. And Sid is Bland Injection on Twitter. Mm-hmm. The Livecast is also on Instagram in addition to Noah and myself. Uh, Metal Injection Livecast is the handle. And we're on Facebook. We post every day. We'd love for you to give us a follow. And, you know, uh, if you listen to a podcast app, why don't you write a review of our show on that app, especially on the Apple Podcast app. It really helps us uh, get featured and maybe get some new listeners. So if you like what you hear, leave us a little review ski. We'd appreciate it. And, of course, uh, uh, the only thing left is to talk about our top livecast fans of the week. To be a top livecast fan of the week, you just have to contribute $10 a month. And at the end of every episode, we will, in fact, 
give all of our top livecast fans of the week a shout out. And I would like to do them this week. And uh, this week we've got Eric. We've got Rabba Ganoush, a.k.a. Justin. Benjamin. El Duderino. After, I, I, this, is, this one's a tongue twister. I don't want to ruin it. Cynical, SIDS, cynic, cynicism. Could you do this the one? rest in your Brooklyn accent? Then we got Dan R. Hey, what's your problem, Dan R? Cattle decaf. My mother don't like you. She said some bad things about you. We got some problems, cattle decaf. Mindy May is Kipper. You're a wonderful person. I forgive you. Croc destroyer, my ass. Sam, I am, I is. You is a dumb shit. That's what you is. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Then we got Justin. Justin, time to get the hell out of here. Then we got Jander, a Yander, a Yonder. Who cares? <laughs> then we got. Then we got Shasua Shasusits. Shasua How about you get yourself an American name? This is America. Then we got LaCroix. I enjoy your seltzer. Then we got the, the crustacean sensation, a.k.a. God Stomper. Why you got to stomp God? Jesus isn't all of us. Don't stomp Jesus. Then we got Ash Bozoloff. Bozoloff, on out of here, you dumb shit. Everyone's a dumb shit. <laughs> then, we got, then we got Dallas. I prefer Houston. Now we got Rama Vampiro, Vampiro, Vampiro. Then we got Shane. <coughs> and then we got, hi, guys. It's Josh, you dipshit. <laughs> Those are our top live cast fans of the week. And you can get a shout out like that by contributing $10 a month at patreon.com slash metal injection livecast. We're all we're all done. We're all out of time. There's only one thing left to do, and that's dance. <laughs> Why? I like to dance. Oh, what can top that? Yeah. Rob, pour that water on yourself. Hi everyone. It ain't smart to leave a track. Cause I'll find it when I'm back. It ain't smart to leave the track. It's Sid. That's Sid's dance. Yeah.